coming up in this episode. We have Becky, the practicing pagan. There's lots of different types of pagans. Everybody kind of follows a different path. And what is your take on heaven, hell, the afterlife? We're in hell. Are there people that practice witchcraft for malevolent purposes? Yeah, there, there will be people out there. You're going to get light and dark. You do paranormal investigations, is that correct? Oh, I do. I woke up being pulled off the bed. I had perfect bite on my arm. Um, no. Why do you think those things work so well against like the paranormal? I always say that magic is everywhere. You just have to know where to find it. Can you give an example of a spell that you're doing, what it achieves and if it actually works? There was loads of absolutely despicable methods used. So to be accused of being a witch at that time mm. is heinous. You had extra digits or you had fingers missing. You'd be accused of being a witch. Yeah, you are one. <laughs> we'll finish yeah. this podcast with a tarot card <laughs> reading. Brilliant. Death card doesn't mean death, by the way. Because that's the one she just pulled. <laughs> <laughs> doing welcome 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 we have a special guest joining us today we have becky the practicing pagan hey guys it's really nice to join you here on your apnea podcast today thank you so much welcome 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 um so i guess i mean i'll be fully uh you know uh transparent i, I the practicing pagan I, I have no idea so would you like to introduce yourself let us know a little bit about your personal history and, and how you got to become a practicing pagan <laughs> so so my name's becky um i live in the in the beautiful county of norfolk hey. and i'm a practicing pagan um basically what paganism is it's a nature-based religion with no doctrine and no dogma. Um, you know, there's lots of different types of pagans. If you, so for instance, if you were in a room full of pagans, there wouldn't be sort of two alike. Everybody wow. kind of follows a different path. And all it really is, is you follow nature and the seasons of the year throughout all the you know so from winter to winter uh what's really cool about paganism is we get eight festivals a year so we oh, get wow. to celebrate eight different sort of festivals whereas other religions only get sort of a few kind of big ones uh i really i got into it as a teenager back in sort of the late 90s early well mid 90s i'm giving away my age now <laughs> <laughs> Um, kind of just three books in the library, really, because there wasn't a lot of stuff about it back then. And you will find that a lot of people won't talk about it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people won't discuss it. And I think that's where the taboo of it comes from. Um, so I kind of got interested in my younger sort of teenage years, as you do call it a rebellious phase, if you want. And it kind of just stuck with me. And then I got to kind of my mid-20s and it kind of all just clicked into place 
I was like, do you know what, actually, there's stuff within this that really interests me and I really love and kind of just resonates with me. Okay, fascinating. So what is, the like, within paganism, what is the kind of, this sounds so naive and ignorant i do apologize you know you say about the eight festivals and things and 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 when i think i didn't realize for a start that it was a religion um are there any parallels between like you know with christianity you've got jesus you've got a god you know with with pagans is that are there is there one god is there multiple like what's what's going on there again it completely depends on what path you follow so there are gods there are goddesses um that it's very poly polytheistic i can't ever say that word um there's pagans who don't follow a god or a goddess um myself i'm very much goddess based so for instance my sort of goddess that i'll i'll follow is um the lady of avalon right. who um is based at glastonbury Nice, but good festival just there. To, <laughs> <laughs> but just to tie it in with sort of the local feel, so the, the goddess of East Anglia is Andraste. And if you look back over historic texts, uh, it was uh, Boudicca, queen of the Iceni, who, who worshipped Andraste. And before every battle, she'd release a hair as a sacrifice to Andraste to see which way her battle would um, be. Right. Um, but as I said, every single pagan is different. You know, like I said, some will follow a god and a goddess, some will follow just goddess, some will follow gods. I mean, you've also got um you've got heathenry within the paganism tree, which followed the Norse mythology. Um right. you've so that, got, is that like Thor and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and Freya and Loki. You've got um Druidry as well, who yeah. will follow like Celtic gods and goddesses. Uh, like Keridwin, who is the goddess of transformation, and going back to like um, the Welsh traditions, so mm-hmm. the Mabiogion, which is their big oh. book of uh, Welsh Welsh mythology and stuff. Wow. So is is this because as you said, you know, not many people talk about it. It's quite taboo. Is this quite, uh, for want of a better phrase, within let's say underground circles, is this quite widespread, but people just don't realise it, or is it quite niche? I think there's more pagans now than say 20, 30 years ago. I think with the rise of the internet, especially, mm. it's really getting out there. I mean, all you have to do. So if you go on Instagram from it, for instance, and you put the hashtag pagans of Instagram witches of instagram mm-hmm. you will come up with loads um sub on tiktok for instance is witch yeah. talk and wow. there's loads of different ones i think it's more because it's it's not seen because although it is a religion it's still not really recognized because to be an official religion uh, there has to be some kind of dogma and doctrine right yeah and because paganism doesn't follow that it's very similar um with doctrine like the dogma and that to hinduism okay so hinduism is classed as a faith of paganism because they they've got many gods and goddesses uh-huh. and it's very much the same with paganism there's a lot more pagans than what you realize it's just that some people don't 
talk about it because there is still quite a lot of misconceptions out there. Mm. Yeah. And I blame that purely on Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. What what would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions with paganism? Oh blimey. So some of the ones that I've had said to me is, oh, you're one of those who goes dancing naked around the stones at midnight on a full moon. And yeah. to which I go, well actually I live in England. Do you know how cold it is here? <laughs> um you know, number two, I'm pretty sure that nobody wants to see me running around stones naked. Um, you know, it's a fright even for me at times. Um, another one is the the biggest one is that we worship the devil. Right, That's yeah. A yeah. Huge one. Right. And although you've got um like the satanic church and stuff, the devil doesn't figure into paganism at all. Right. There is no concept of of heaven and hell. There, we do not recognise the devil. Okay. Um, another one is that we just throw out. Um, we curse everyone with spells. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can guarantee you now we don't. I mean, as I said, I'm a practicing pagan, um, but I mean, I term myself a lazy witch. Right. So I'm not um, like really regimented. So uh-huh. if I forget that it's a full moon, it's not a huge deal to me. Um, I use stuff from my kitchen if I want to cast spells rather than buying in its specific ingredients. Um, I don't do big elaborate rituals at festival time as well. Um, So, for instance, one of them is, excuse me, is the winter solstice, which is round about the 20th and the 21st of December. Mm -hmm. So it's the longest night. um, Mm -hmm. And that's when we really go into sort of like the deep, dark depths of winter. Yeah. And as a as a pagan, that's when you sort of go into yourself and you really start kind of reflecting, but you're also looking forward to the return of the sun. Mm. So what I tend to do is I will wrap myself up warm. I will grab a big mug of tea and I will just sit on my doorstep for about 10, 15 minutes and just take in the silence of it all. Because December's a really magical time of the year anyway, because we're in the depths of winter. It's cold. Everybody's getting ready for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And it is. It's just taking that little bit of time out with the calmness of it before the chaos of Christmas and everything. Yeah. All right. So would you class that as a ritual? Um, Yeah, I would. I would class that as a ritual. I mean, it's my own personal ritual. Yeah. I mean, I've attended big sort of rituals and ceremonies as well. What do they entail? Um, where, you know, we will call in. So the elements. Uh, so, like, I mean, if I take it back to basics, so basic principles of it are, so the elements and the directions. So north is earth, east is air, south is fire, and west is water. So you would call in those elements because we're all made up of that. The earth is made up of that. And then you would set out, like, what what is this ritual for? So, again, if I go back to, I'm just trying to think of, like, the the bigger festivals that people would Mm recognise. So winter solstice being the longest night, so summer solstice being the longest day. Yeah. So we would do a ritual at sunrise, you know, and it's the welcoming of of the sun and celebrating that longest day and being thankful for what we have. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's just nice to gather with people and do stuff like that. Yeah. With other like-minded people. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like very like sort of spiritual, like mm. community, like connecting with, you know, with yourself, but then obviously connecting with 
you know, others as well. Like I say, when you said with festivals, obviously you don't very rarely go to a festival where it's just you on your own. So it's it's yeah, it's like yeah, just community. meeting up with other yeah, communities like yeah. seems to be like the the core thing and yeah, sort of celebrating you know your beliefs with like minded people, which is pretty much what festivals are, aren't they? Yeah, no, um, that is that is very true. Can I ask one question about the uh, you mentioned spells? Uh, and yeah. then you said about you do it in your kitchen with the ingredients. Um, can you give an example of like a, a spell that you're doing, what it, what it achieves and if it actually works? Yeah, I'm I an mean, awful cook. I, um, so one of the great examples is um, bay leaves. Now, majority of people will have bay leaves sat in their cupboard to use some like bolognese and regular cooking to add flavour. Yeah. But what you can do is you can actually do an intention spell. So what you would do is you would take a bay leaf and you would write down on it, um something that you want to achieve okay so for instance i done this back in january as i've just recently passed my driving test okay cool and i literally just wrote on on this bay leaf i want to pass my driving test and then what you do is you just hold it in your hands and you envision yourself yep doing what it is that you want to do yep and then you burn it okay and it is as simple as that it really is. That's. I mean, yeah. That, like, I I buy into to that stuff anyway. Like well, um, the vision. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I do it a lot. Like I I, I, don't, I'm, I don't use bay leaves, but I there's I have. I know you write it down. I have a process. Or I if I want want to achieve something, I'll constantly think about a moment in the future of, where that's achieved. Where that where I'm. Yeah. So like, and I go quite in detail with it. Whereas like, I'll, I'll you know say there's. Um, a new building that we're looking to get and I would imagine myself like opening the door and then going yeah. in there and then like, and I have a little ritual go over in my head or if it's like a new house or, or whatever, or, you know, a holiday or something. And I, I just go over it. Um, and I keep doing it and it's like, but it also kicks into your subconscious and it's like, mm. it's telling your brain, well, your subconscious is working all the time, isn't it? So it's like your brain's going, okay, well, you need to achieve this. This is what our goal is like, and it will do things for you with it. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely, um, definitely buy into that. Yeah. I mean, definitely. If you, um, so a Christian would call it a prayer. Yeah. We yeah. just happen to call it spells. Yeah. But oh, as you said, in order to sort of manifest that, you're constantly thinking, right, I've got this intention in my head. I'm just going to keep on thinking mm-hmm. ahead to the future. And, but you also take the practical steps. Okay, in yeah. order to achieve that yeah i think that's what the difference is and i think spells just kind of give you that little extra kick yeah, so yeah. to speak no, i like that so it's never that because when it, usually and again this is probably from hollywood like spells to me uh, it always seems malicious and yeah, it's, all, it's yeah, always yeah. usually a negative and a bad thing but like you say you're explaining it you're going oh well this is for a positive you know mm. and it's like oh we all i never really thought about it yeah. like that so yeah that's interesting really yeah. interesting I could be Hollywood's you know like I say ma- manifest manifestation yeah um, like I say if there's people out there that practice the, the religion you do um, Hollywood might be trying to take that away yeah because manifestation yeah. is very powerful that's what yeah. I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah, man- yeah. Mani- yeah. if enough people manifest that you know the right thing the world can, can yeah. change yeah oh mate 100% um, yeah yeah and maybe you know like I say that they've seen these communities getting together um, and you know coming together and trying to manifest positive things yeah. and it's like yeah. right we yeah. need to sort of uh we need to make this this community look bad yeah how can yeah. we do that hocus uh, pocus exactly yeah, yeah. Um, yeah 
yeah, different things like that. Because like I say, when I think of, you know, uh, paganism or, you know, witches, it's negative. And it's yeah. like, and, and like I say, just, just speaking to you now, you've completely just changed my entire sort of yeah. outlook. And, Same, yeah. Uh, Perceptions. Yeah, perception on the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's completely just changed the, my mood. In, yeah. yeah, so it's, it, say. That's why it's great to talk. And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I draw on a parallel between spells and prayer. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you, you think of a Christian praying, that's just that's just what yeah. they do. Yeah, you know, and and and, and, and yeah, to, to think of a spell in 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 that way is yeah. is absolutely fascinating. Well, when you think of making a prayer, it seems a bit boring, but casting a spell is quite it's cool. cool, isn't it? Yeah. That, that is cool. That yeah. is, that is. I'm getting some bay leaves. Oh yeah, oh 100. percent Yeah, I'll have loads of them. All my notes. <laughs> so is there is there a direct correlation um, between paganism and uh being a witch i.e if you, you know, is, is that part and parcel or is that an addition to so there's a saying that um all witches are pagan but not all pagans are witches right okay so you can be pagan and not be a witch um a lot of people aren't a lot of pagans aren't witches mm-hmm. i just happen to be a witch yeah you know, um, and again, there's loads of different types of witchcraft mm-hmm. as well. I mean, as I touched on, I call myself the lazy witch. But you've got, I mean, I suppose the the most sort of famous one that people will think of in, in line with witchcraft is Wicca. Yeah. Which um, is very rigid, very regimented. They have a lot of rules to follow. Mm-hmm. And the main sort of rule within Wicca is the rule of three. Right. So whatever you send out will come back to you three times. Okay. Um, there's also there's something called the Wiccan read, and there's sort of a little bit at the end of that that says, um, "And if it harm none, do what you will." Um, not all of us, you know. I mean, you were saying about the misconception of Hollywood and spells being seen in a negative light. Um, it's not all white it's not all black Mm -hmm. you know it's very very gray i mean you can if someone's annoying you for instance in another little spell um if someone's really pissing you off Mm -hmm. um write their name on a piece of paper whack it in a uh plastic bag fill it up with water and shove it at the back of your freezer you know um, what does that do so it just freezes out the negativity oh okay yeah you know, but don't obviously don't remove it because then the negativity will start again. But it's I'm yeah, gonna so... do that when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am gonna do that. I, I'm With gonna do yeah. Freezer. So yeah, write write cool. write someone's name on a piece of paper. Yep. Bag, water, back of the freezer. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna give that and a leave go. it there until you know the negativity is dispersed or Amazing. after a long time. Um, you know, when you feel as if a good amount of time has passed, then you can remove it and just either bury it in your garden or chuck it in the bin or flush it down the toilet. You know, that's another one. If someone's really annoying you, just write their name on a piece of toilet paper and flush it down the toilet. Okay. Interesting. Fascinating. So I I feel like you kind of alluded to it there. And this goes for, you know, anything, you know, that uh, unfortunately in all walks of life, there are bad people. Mm -hmm. Um, are there people that practice witchcraft, for example, for malevolent purposes? And do you know of any or any experiences, etc.? 
as I said, you know, you, you're going to get light and dark. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, there, there will be people out there who do practice witchcraft for darker purposes. Mm. I personally don't know anybody who does that, but I'm pretty sure that there are other witches out there who do it for that purpose. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's the same as like people who, you know, any religion, they you know, practice religion and they only do that because it grants them special access to something or someone. Mm-hmm. You know, there could yeah. be people who do exactly the same as that, so... Yeah, in in all in all religions and walks of life, you get extremists, don't you? That is what is what yeah, I'm getting yeah. at. So, yeah, I was just wondering if if there was you know if you knew any examples of that. What is the, um, and again, this just comes from um, ignorance, naivety. Uh, males within witchcraft are they wizards? Are they warlocks? Are they witches? Like, what's what's the terminology? They're witches. They're witches as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. They're just witches. Is that is that quite common? Like within the circles that you know. Yeah, I mean, you normally find it's mainly female-based, and I think it sort of stems back to the whole feminist movement uh-huh. back in the 60s that you do get, and it's reclaiming, like, the feminine power. But there are actually, I mean, in, in the circles that I know, there, there's equal amounts of men to women. Fascinating. Okay. Are there levels? I love I love. Yeah, <laughs> I Dan, love Dan, Dan loves a tier system. So can you, are you like, can you be, like, senior... Prime witch. Prime witch, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so within Wicca and within Druidry, there uh-huh. is. So in okay. Wicca, you would start out as a trainee initiate. Okay. And what you would have to do is you would have to train for a year and a day. Okay. And then you would get initiated. And then you can work your way up to, I think, the highest um, level in Wicca is a high priestess and a high right. priest. Um, cool in Druidry... There's three different levels. You've got um, the Ovate, which is the first year, the Bard, which is the second year, and then the Druid, which is like your last one. That's like oh, okay. three years of training. Fascinating. Right. With with the, uh, the Druid element, do you know much about Druid practice? So I, I actually done the first year. I done the Ovate. Oh, wow. And it's... It's interesting because their take on nature and stuff like that is completely different to, say, what I practice. Is it heavily connected to animals? Because I only say this, it sounds so silly, but (laughs) I used to play a game called World of Warcraft and there were druids in it and they could turn into animals. So I just assume the guys that practice druidry uh, are fascinated with animals. Would that be correct or...? Yeah, that is correct. That is um, druidry. So they recognise that every everybody sort of has um, an energy, a spirit, and it is very heavily connected. I mean, if you look, um, I mentioned Keridwim uh-huh. at the start of this. Keridwim, uh, she's the goddess of um, transformation. Mm-hmm. And if you, so after you finish the, we finish recording this. If you actually look up the story of Keridwim, it's really interesting. Um, Disney touched on it slightly in The Sword and the Stone with Mad Madam Mim and turning into several animals. Right. Oh, okay, yeah, and basically what Caridwin did was she made a potion um, for her son to be the most knowledgeable man on the planet. And she had a young boy stirring the cauldron and nobody was allowed to take a sip of this potion until um, it was ready, which funny, a year and a day does tend to crop up quite a lot in yeah. paganism and different mythology. Um, unfortunately, the guy who was staring at it splashed himself and just went like that and ate it. Oh, 
and he got all the knowledge. So um, Caridwin went nuts and it's this whole journey. So he turned into a sparrow. She turned into a hawk and gave chase. He then turned into a hare. So she turned into a greyhound. Mm. He turned into a salmon. Um, so she turned into an otter. And then it turns out that the boy then turns into a grain of corn. So Caridwin turned into a chicken and ate that grain of corn. And so animals do feature very, very heavily in Druidry, but it's more to do with trees. Right. Um, so there's at different times of the year, they will uh, venerate different trees and different trees have different um, properties and stories attached to them and stuff. So the yew tree, for instance, um, is very magical, not just in Druidry, but also across the board it's a very sacred tree to pagans especially the druids wow it's crazy there's like this whole world going on that i just like had no idea about it's it's ours brilliant it's so, exciting. I, I yeah. like the sound of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's better, it's better, I like the level it's better than what's going on in, in, in uh, you know, our normal world. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. This sounds a lot more uh, exciting. Yeah, no, definitely. So what, what, as a, although you say lazy witch, but as, as a witch, what is, what is your day to day? How does it differ because you're a witch or does it differ because you're a witch? I don't think it really differs, to be fair. I mean, it's kind of, so if I need a little bit of extra oomph, you know, if I'm making my cup of tea in the morning and I'm a complete tea addict and I'm feeling a bit down and a bit more sort of, ugh, uh-huh. um, what I will do is while I'm making my tea, once my tea bag's in there and I'm stirring it, I will just kind of stir and say, you know, please, you know, goddess, make sure I have a nice day today, make sure everything goes well for me and stuff like that does it add any more to it um to my life it adds a little bit of a good element to it it's mm-hmm. um it's got me out of some really dark times mm-hmm. you know um especially during lockdown which yeah. i'm sure a lot of us mm. had those really sort of dark days yeah. and everything and i found that when we were on those sanctioned hour a day walks mm-hmm. um we couldn't go very far it was nice for me to actually go right back to the big and actually follow the season, just walking around my local area Yeah, and just taking that little bit. Um, I always say that magic is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think Roald Dahl said it as well. So magic is everywhere. You just have to know where to find it. Yeah. And there is magic in the everyday. So um, going out and seeing um, bumblebees, for instance, because they're now coming out and just seeing them working and collecting the honey off the flowers you know um seeing the first crocuses of spring you know to me that's magical yeah you know um and just watching like the leaves change as well i mean we're now in um so we've just gone through spring equinox so we're now in um the season of ostara which is all to do with new life and fertility mm-hmm. so um for instance i've got a blackbird's nest in my back garden and it's lovely to hear all the chicks being born and you can hear them every morning yeah so to me that that's sort of my personal take on it yeah you know and yeah it, it, it i suppose it does make my life a little bit better yeah no, that's that's mm. that's amazing because it's yeah. just you just have such a beautiful appreciation for for nature and everything yeah. around yeah. you it sounds like more in touch with like it would 100 percent make your life better. Yeah. like i say because yeah. you're you know practicing the the religion like a lot of people just get wrapped up in what 
yeah. the world is perceived and they forget about, you know, the magic. Yeah. And it's like just listening to you talking, it's like making yeah, it's just changing yeah. like how yeah. how you know, how you should go about your day. Absolutely. Yeah. Hearing yeah. you talk just then about just appreciating nature and stuff, I was just like, oh my good, I would and not I'm not to say that I can't be that way. I'm sure that I can and, and who knows maybe in the future I will be. I would love to be that way. Just to be able to yeah. draw so much happiness uh, you know, from from just yeah. your, your your outdoor surroundings and 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 nature and creatures and things, that's that's incredible. They say that it's like scientifically proven. If you go out into the woods and just be around nature, yeah, it, it's from you know uh, history and it's, yeah, like, like it's scientific to improve your happiness and well being. Yeah, I've done tests on it and it, yeah, uh, like so, and if you if you retract that and don't do any of it, um, like I say, we like the sun and stuff. You you know you. You're not going to feel very well at all. <laughs> no. It's fascinating, isn't it? So, just to uh, draw back on something that you you said uh, earlier about um, you know that the devil doesn't have a place in paganism, and um, what is what is your take on? And this is a segue. <laughs> what is your take on, say, heaven, hell, the afterlife, etc.? So my take on it is. Um so to us that there is a concept of heaven so to speak most pagans witches would call it the summerlands right and it's where we go after we die um my own personal belief mm-hmm. if i was to give it like a concept of heaven and hell we're in hell okay. you know if you if you if you look at it that way look at what's going on in the world at the moment for instance mm-hmm. You know, we're already in hell, so it can only get better. But, but I mean, that's my own personal take. So there's no kind of, um, like I said, there's no heaven or hell. We believe in something called the Summerlands. So um, in my own personal beliefs with uh, the Lady of Avalon at Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. So when my time comes, she will come along on her long barge and will take me across the waters and through the mists to the, to the Isle of Avalon, to the Isle of the Summerlands. And it's sort of, I suppose, it's very much like here. It's not like all clouds and harps and angel wings and stuff. It's very much like here, you know, um, you can still drink alcohol. (laughs) You can meet up with those who you've already lost. Yeah. um, You know, and that's just kind of my take on it. I mean, every pagan will be different. Yeah. Mm. On their view of what it is. So with with um, every pagan being different, because you said there's so many different gods and goddesses, and I, I do apologise. I meant to ask this near the start when you first said, you, you know, obviously your goddess is, is within the Glastonbury area. There's another one for East Anglia. Are there? Are they? What's the correct word? Are they geographical then, in the sense of there's different gods and goddesses for? You know, is there one for Suffolk or one for for the North or you know things like that? Or is it just where they're based? I think if, again, if you go back through historical texts, um, you will find that each local area, so I'm going back even before like the Romans, Mm -hmm. each local area would have had its own um, god, goddess. um, And then they all kind of get amalgamated. Uh, When the Romans then came over, the Romans then took on aspects of, um english and celtic gods and goddesses yeah and tied them in with their own so for instance if you go to the city of bath 
and they're, um, they're hot springs there. They're dedicated to Minerva Sulis. So Minerva was the Roman goddess, whereas Sulis was the British goddess. Right, okay. so it, it gets melded. Yeah. I see. And so do, do the different gods and goddesses have their own different afterlives, like you were mm-hmm. saying, with yours would take you to a certain iteration of the Summerlands. Is that correct? or I suppose so. Yeah. I, I would think so, yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. So, I mean, again, going back to Keridwin, if you, if you worked with Keridwin, um, she'd be in a very, very dark, dank cave with a huge fire going and a huge cauldron on it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, there's, you know, if there's one afterlife, there's no reason why there can't be different afterlives, etc. So where I was going with that eventually, um, I believe you do paranormal investigations. Is that correct? Oh, I do. Yeah. I do. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. So do I. I really enjoy it. Um, so I wanted to establish your beliefs within the afterlife to explain potentially what what do you see you know when when you go to these investigations you know what are you looking for because me personally i'm very skeptical but i'm open to it and i want to prove to myself that this exists so that's my angle what what is yours what's what's what are you seeking so i'm seeking proof of an, of an afterlife proof of ghosts um i think that as a paranormal investigator it's the ultimate, it's the holy grail. Yeah. To to find proof of ghosts and the afterlife. Mm. Okay. Um, um I I do believe, you know, um, but I've found and I've been doing this now for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I started off very much like everything that happened there was a paranormal explanation for it. There was ghosts, you know, oh my god, this, you know, this ghost is doing this. Now, um, I'm a healthy skeptic. Yeah. So Mm. I believe in ghosts. I do believe in hauntings. Do I believe that all hauntings are ghosts? No. Um, But I've got that healthy bit of skepticism as well. Fascinating. How linked would you say paranormal is? Does paranormal stuff come into any part of paganism or is this like a separate belief? I would say for me personally, it's a separate belief. Right, okay. I mean, I personally, if, so when we go on investigations, we will do a um, a prayer for a better word, if you want. We will do a prayer of protection. Um, so, so some on our team are Christian, some are atheists, okay. I'm a pagan. So it's literally, we will say these words and but beforehand we'll say, right, so whatever you believe in, call them in to protect you okay yeah yeah that's one thing that i must admit i don't do which maybe because <laughs> yeah. i'm I, i'm a i'm a uh, agnostic <laughs> atheist but because i'm open to the idea mm. just for insurance it'd yeah, probably be yeah, a good yeah. idea just yeah, to yeah. send out a prayer you know just to, just in case just, yeah just in case yeah. Have, have you ever what would you say you have found what you've been looking for would you say you've found the proof tangible proof i've had interesting experiences have i found tangible proof not yet (laughs) not yet that's fair what 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 are those experiences um so again if i sort of start right from the i got interested in the paranormal when i was about seven 
Um, my family live in Surrey and we used to go to Hampton Court quite a lot and being told the stories of the ghosts at Hampton Court kind of piqued my interest. Um, I have family who live over the border in Suffolk near to where Borley Rectory used to stand and I got absolutely fascinated with that and that's the issue with the paranormal is you can very much go down rabbit holes yeah. you know yeah. and yeah. I, I was absolutely fixated on Borley Rectory for years and years and years and when I got to um, 14 I had to go to Great Ormond Street Hospital to have uh, surgery done on my arms and wow. We were in the old wing, so this was just before they started to do the big rebuild there. So it was still the old Victorian building uh, with the long, big corridors and Spooky. Sort of like the night- yeah, with Very. like the nightingale wards and everything. Uh-huh. And the night before my surgery, I said to like the nurse on duty, right, I'm just going to go and have a bath. She went, yeah, 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 that's fine. So I'm in this sort of bathroom with the big, big old fire door. I turn the taps on. I'm running the bath. And I hear the door go behind me and I've stepped back and I've stepped on a nurse's foot. And now I know it's a nurse because at the corner of my eye, I can see her shoes, her tights and the bottom of her nurse's uniform. So me being me, I'll turn around and go, oh, I'm really sorry. And there's no one there. Oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, that's a bit odd. So I've turned yeah. the taps off. I've gone back up to the ward and just said to like one of the nurses there, oh, did one of you just come in? If you did, I'm really sorry I stepped on your foot. And there was three nurses on duty and they said, no, none of us have been in. So I thought, okay, that's that's a bit strange. Yeah, so that's, anyway, that's very odd. Yeah, mm. I've had my bath, gone back onto the ward. The, the, um, the shift change then came in. And one of the night nurses came up to me and was talking to me. She went, oh, I hear you met Florrie today. I was like, Florrie? She went, yeah. She went, she um, she used to work here in the 50s. And she just carries on walking around the wards, making sure that all the the children and teenagers are safe and okay. (laughs) See, I hear, right, I hear things like this all the time in like so my someone we've had on uh my cousin's partner michael he has a similar story about a prison guard in the prison you hear these stories and it's like everyone can't be wrong yeah do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, they, yeah. they're such a recurring you know this person used to work here they never left and it, and obviously tangible for you to see the skirt the, the 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 tights the shoes in the corner and to feel the sensation of standing on someone's foot and no one was in there those sort of that those are the stories that they get me, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely stuff going on. Just re, just re, even if you put it down to like energy and memories and stuff, because we yeah. don't we don't know too much about it all. No, um, no. And there's so many things that that happen um, that we can't explain. And we're yeah. Like, and and again, thousands of cases of stuff. All the and time. it's like all yeah, the time. It's, it's hard to distinguish what it is, but. There's definitely there's definitely something there that we we haven't clocked or don't know about. Yeah, no, for sure. And I have to say, also, fair play for you for for uh, seeing the bath through because I wouldn't have had that bath. I wouldn't have gone <laughs> back in that room. Did you say? So you say you had multiple experiences. Do you any have any other? I love ghost stories. I won't lie. Yeah, I can I listen mean, to ghost stories um, all day. So. <laughs> I used to. Um, my friend used to live up in Gloucestershire. And she was living in an e-build. She hadn't been in there too long. And I said, oh, I'm going to come up and come and stay with you for a few days. 
which I did. And I woke up. There'd, there'd been a couple of, she'd had a couple of little paranormal experiences. And this was so, this was back in 2003. So it's about the time that Most Haunted had come out. Right. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. very first series of Most Haunted. So everybody was kind of excited. And she said, oh, I've had a couple of sort of little weird things, but I don't think it's anything major. I'm like, all oh, right. Okay. And she knew that I was into it. I'd gone to bed that night and at about three o'clock in the morning, the witching hour, as we all know, mm-hmm. I woke up to see my duvet being pulled off the bed. And I had perfect set of teeth, a bite on my arm. Wow. Um, no. Yeah. And also while staying there, I got locked in her bathroom and her bathroom didn't have a lock on it. Her husband had to break down the door. <laughs> I mean, what? Mate, I've just, yeah. well, as we're talking as well, you know, so we've got a doll. And yes, we have a haunted doll. The doll was the doll was the doll was facing because I looked earlier because you said about it, and I looked and it was facing this way. Yeah, and now it's directly looking at you. It moves all the time. And it, yeah. like, we had it sent in for, by by it's a like, viewer. It's like yeah, I want to watch. And the it show. just mute. It moves. It freaks me out that doll. But that, that, I swear to God, I looked earlier and I couldn't see the face. It was looking away. Yeah, and now it's it's turned this way. <laughs> so, like, since you guys are braver than me because if that done that i'd be out of there <laughs> yeah, big, brave, big brave paranormal investigator it's, like, it's just watching go yeah i'm what yeah i'm interested I'm yeah, watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's fucking scared ben's uh, not happy with that yeah, yeah ben, ben, poor ben he has to we come in here once a week to to film but ben well, he works this is where he edits so he's in here a lot and uh yeah i do apologize does it move, does it move a lot yeah, yeah. yeah. La- last, it does move. It does move. It, yeah, it's crazy because last week we had it facing the front, and then we come in today, and it's facing Ben at the editing uh, desk. It's just oh, so the, the floor does vibrate, so it's possible that it. But it's just, it it, I mean, it's weird how it like it's, it's moved. What a good 20, 30 so, degrees there. But it's it all these ghost stories giving yeah, it the energy. Yeah. It moves and then stops. Look, that, at, yeah, at exactly, place. Exactly. It doesn't keep yeah. moving. It will stay yeah. looking at. Yeah. You. I don't like it. Get rid of it. I, know, yeah. I feel like I feel like you can't ever take that out of there. No, no, I have to. No, no, yeah. I feel like, it's like it was Annabelle. Yeah, that doll Annabelle. Like locked. It's locked. There is a key. It is locked yeah. in that cabinet. Yeah, yeah that's, and, there's, that's and there's a sofa in front of it, so like, yeah. no one can even come in and mess about with it. Yeah, because it would be obvious. Oh, I, I might it, take the key out and hide it. Yeah, if, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll disintegrate the key. We'll melt the key down. Um, yeah, I think it's your ghost stories giving it all the energy. So you had tangible, full set of teeth bite mark. Yeah. And That's terrifying. I was staying there for another three days <laughs> to yeah, the point where I actually, the last three days I stayed there, I slept on her sofa with yeah. her Doberman because I, I point blank refused to go and sleep upstairs. And they only stayed there for another six months after mm-hmm. before they moved back down to Norfolk. And the day she moved back down, she went, oh, by the way, I've still got the keys. You know, I will pay you. I think she offered me like two and a half grand. She went, I'll trade you the keys now. You go stay there by yourself for a week. And she swiftly got told where to go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. No, I'm not surprised at all. Was you, uh, uh, when you you were there, when that happened, was you uh, like a pagan then as well? Do you think that would have anything to do with it? You know, like I say, because I say you're quite open to these different things. Do you think 
like I say, if you get, sometimes if you look for stuff, it it you find it, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you reckon that had would have anything to do with it? Do you reckon you have sort of a closer connection with with sort of paranormal stuff because of what you do, or is it just like I say something that sort of interests you? I think at the time I wasn't a practicing pagan. Oh, right, I, mean, okay. I didn't right. really. I, I I kind of dabbled. Yeah. But at that time, I wasn't even sort of that wasn't even in the picture yeah. it's only sort of been over the last seven eight years that i've really sort of started practicing yeah 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 every day um so no i mean i we sat there and we really dissected it i mean um so for i read tarot cards and okay. i've taken my tarot deck up and we we tried to see well has me doing you a tarot reading caused all of this right and we just couldn't come to any sort of evidence that would have kicked this off Mm -hmm. um i mean after i left the the paranormal phenomena got worse um interesting yeah to the point where the whole family were sleeping downstairs at one point you know oh my goodness yeah yeah and um she actually sent me a video she decided to set off a lock off camera in her kitchen because the nice. pots and pans were moving yeah and she actually caught a head like this ghostly head just sat on the draining board <laughs> and it cut and you could see the eyes and the mouth moving it was it was so bizarre and even back then even though i kind of believe that everything was paranormal i'm kind of watching it thinking well that's surely got to be a reflection from the glass in the window uh-huh. yeah or that's you know that's like reflect bouncing back off the metal draining board mm-hmm. but then it just disappeared and Sorry. it was just so bizarre and so frightening for me because yeah. i've never had that kind of experience before yeah would that like say if you was in that situation now i'm not trying to link the like I say the paganism and the sort of paranormal stuff together, but like, is there any sort of like spells or anything to, to sort of help help you sort of be more, I don't know, protect you or? Because mm-hmm. um, like I say, I, I'm not saying that it's you know this this cra- crazy witchcraft. I'm just saying because it, it sounds like it's sort of something that you like say manifestation that can sort of help you feel safe. Um, yeah. Is there anything you know, like say if you you're in like a situation where you you feel fear or whatever is there any any sort of spell that can help you yeah sort of a more positive spell than yeah you know like so i would call on um the goddess to protect me um but then what i would also do is if i thought that it was escalating a little bit too much you can do something called a cleansing which is where Mm -hmm. you would go around um so they go look for instance in the film the exorcist yeah. Where they're going around with the holy water and they bless the house. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. Okay. Also in the Amateurville horror, they do that, don't they? They bless yeah. the yeah. house. Yeah. Um, so what I would do is I would go around with um rosemary, mm-hmm. uh, because that's very, very good for protection. So dried rosemary and just kind of burn that. I mean, you can burn sage uh-huh. as well, but if you're gonna use what I would say is if you're gonna burn sage, try and get English sage rather than white sage. Right. Um, and just go around there and just, you know, say whatever comes into your head. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, spirits don't tend to like noise either. I mean, I've gone around. Um, so my old house where I used to live was was haunted as well. And it wasn't very it wasn't nice. So I'd actually gone around to try and sort of calm the the activity down a bit with 
a pot, like a big old saucepan and a wooden spoon, you know, just right. gone around going, you know, enough's bang, bang, enough. Bang, bang, now yeah. you need to bugger off, basically. Um, so, yeah, it's, but I mean, just sort of going around. I mean, even if you've got um, holy water from a church, just go around and do that. But if anybody, what I tend to say to people on when I'm talking about the paranormal, and if they feel scared, if they've got activity in their house, say the Lord's Prayer. Mm. because everybody knows that mm-hmm. you know and if it offers you that protection and that comfort then do that and that is yeah. you know and it's the most basic of things is there any um strange ingredients that you've had to use for any any spells in the past anything that's like been hard to get or a bit unusual um so there's i've got a few books and i can't remember what it was but something called for like four thieves oil Okay. Which, um, it's it was pre- predominantly American based, which is really difficult to kind of get over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But most most spells will call for like essential oils, okay. or oh, um, yeah. herbs, yeah, and stuff like that. And again, this is where the lazy witchcraft comes in. So, uh, for instance, if you're doing like a candle spell, and I was going to say the most basic of spells is so if you blow out a candle on a birthday cake mm. and you make a wish. Oh, that's, that's a spell. A, oh, interesting. Yeah. That's a yeah. spell. Interesting. I can see that. And candle magic, again, it's a basic form. Again, it's like going back to the whole bay leaf spell. It's yeah. that whole manifestation. Yeah. So what you would take is like a little white candle. You would sort of um, inscribe into it with a pin. Sort of, So say like your finances are a bit low, so you'd put like money. Okay. Um, and then what you would do is you would anoint it with, a, with an essential oil. So again, um, rosemary is mm-hmm. a good one. Lavender is a good one as well, but not everybody's going to have the funds and the means for that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. nobody's got that kind of oil dotting around. So go to your cupboard and get your, your cooking oil. Okay, so your yeah, sunflower yeah. oil, your olive oil, and just anoint it and then just light it. You know, I mean, even if you haven't got like a white candle, uh, birthday cake candles, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. do exactly the same. So no, I believe that, you know, witchcraft should be open to all if you want to practice doing spells i don't think that you should have to pay out an absolute fortune (laughs) yeah on spell ingredients when you've got the majority of it in your home already Mm. i mean um going back to the whole paranormal thing another good thing for protection is salt and everybody has got salt in their house why do you think those things work so well against like the paranormal things who obviously want to try and cause harm or disruption why do you think rosemary and salt and all those things work? I think that, I mean, with rosemary, it's quite a, a distinct smell. Right. And I don't know if it's because, again, if you go back historically, if um, it was that belief. So, I mean, if you go back even before sort of modern medicine, herbs and plants were being used as remedies. Mm. So maybe it's because that's now ingrained in us. Um mm. With the whole salt thing, I'm not 100% sure. But, you know, I've always used salt as a protection. But then if you go back to superstitions, if you spill salt, you chuck it over your shoulder to ward off the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's something I think that's ingrained in us. But, you know, just those kind of little things I find work. Yeah. And again, if you go back like hundreds of years, everybody was um, indoctrinated into the church uh-huh. so and they were fearful of god i mean if you go back to the medieval period, so. you know religion ruled their lives yeah, so yeah, yeah. the lord's prayer is going to be something that living and dead all know 
and you'll find yeah. that most sort of older yeah. ghosts would be fearful of that yeah. I, I understand now uh, that yeah, makes sense it does make sense yeah. yeah i've never thought of that way yeah um speaking of protection because i do on occasion do these things and i want to take these boys with me to the ancient ram inn very soon um oh, i'm so jealous i'd love to go there <laughs> um can you so with the uh, holy water can you literally go to a church and ask the vicar to do that for you and will are they obliged to do it or is there a process so if you wanted um a bottle of holy water uh-huh. you could you can go to so for instance it's mainly a catholic thing right so for instance uh in yarmouth you've got st mary's and they actually sell bottles of holy water oh do they yeah. oh, i might have to invest yeah just in case yeah you you can you can make your own oh you, you just have to i didn't know if you had to be in a position of no. holy power like no if, no if you believe in it it's going to work Right. So you can actually make your own. Um, so moon Could, water, leave it. So fill up a bottle with um, spring water or tap water if you want. Spring water is better because there's less sort of mint, like impurities in it. Yeah. Leave it out under a full moon. Um, say a blessing over it, you know, to whoever you believe in. Um, uh-huh. Bang, you're done. You've got your magic water. Mm, interesting. Start selling it down at Yarmouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Twenty five percent off. Yeah, new merch. Yeah. Holy water. That's fascinating. Um, another thing I just wanted to—I uh, remember you saying about the uh, Hollywood sort of tainting, um, and I—I I can kind of, from like a conspiracy aspect, I can kind of see why they would want to do that. Because yeah. how you're explaining everything to me, everything's quite positive. It's—it's it's like manifestation positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any like sort of conspiracies with Hollywood that you sort of um, believe in or, you know, is there any like talks within your community where they're like, they're trying to put like a downer on, on what we're doing because you know, what we're doing is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that in the, within the community, there is a lot of, you know, why, has witchcraft been portrayed in this way mm. i know that when um the is it the new adventures of sabrina came out mm-hmm. on netflix yeah yeah there mm. was quite a lot of um sort of talk about that saying you know that they're now going to think that all witches are satan worshiping and the devil worshiping and stuff yeah. mm-hmm. and there was quite a lot of talk on that um but also it, it's kind of so the representation in sort of Hollywood and stuff like that, and the fact that a lot of people still think that, you know, we're how we are in the movies and, mm-hmm. and the stereotypical sort of image of the witch as well, you know, with the big pointy hat, yeah. uh, wart on the nose, you know, old and decrepit, and we're not like that. Yeah. Um, especially sort of now, like I said, with things like Instagram, social media, TikTok, if you were to type in, like I said, hashtag witch talk on the TikTok app, you would come up with people who are younger than me talking openly about witchcraft and what they practice and stuff. Mm -hmm. And as I said right back at the beginning, there's no right way, there's no wrong way. You know, you, you follow your own path. I mean, I've had sort of friends come up to me who are interested in it and say oh can you teach me 
And I was like, well, I can give you some basics, but don't follow my path because it might not be correct for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just seems like from young, you're, um, we're like sort of made to believe that there's this negative sort of, uh, thing that is around it. And, and just like, I've never really thought about it before, but I'm like, why, like I say, speaking to you, everything seems fairly positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So why? A lot of it seems like sort of self, you know, self belief, self manifestation, which is all stuff that I believe in truly, you know, um, and yeah, but then you go back, and it's like from from young. If you think about, yeah, it. I'm yeah, trying to yeah. think of the first time I ever Und- under like saw, saw yeah. wit. Like well, yeah. uh, or, or, for, for me, it was um, hocus pocus, and I'm pretty yeah. sure aren't aren't those three witches trying to eat the children yeah. in the yeah. local? You know, but so yeah. it's like and it's from, <laughs> from from birth, yeah. from like all all my kids' books that I read them, it's like the witch is always bad. I yeah. I can't think of an instance in any nursery rhyme or film where. There's a good witch. Yeah. It's always that. So like, so even if as you get older, like you, you know, your beliefs and that change and stuff, like yeah. that's certain things are ingrained. Yeah. That's just ingrained. Yeah. You. So, but, and then there's no, there's never like and, any, and any reinforcement yeah. of yeah. like a positive. Going, like going back history again, this is just, I'm not, I haven't done massive research, but they used to, if you was to be yeah. a witch. But, yeah. I was um, going to bring this up, the Salem witch trials. Yeah. 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 So it's like, is that, me thinking before it's like oh someone's trying to cast spells and be negative uh you'd understand why people wouldn't want that way back in the day when they didn't really understand the world or whatever but yeah was it just people trying to be positive and yeah because uh, uh, again like even like in nowadays it's like we're being you know you can't speak your mind or whatever we're trying we're being trapped in it feels like we're being more closed in that you know mm-hmm. for freedom of speech and uh, was that the same thing back then where you know people were being too positive and you know this thing manifestation works yeah and they're like, like oh we we need to shut this down yeah. asap because we can't have you know people with this mindset yeah um like the church, i'm just trying yeah shut, trying to yeah. bring no, back the church, yeah, yeah. The shutting it down well that's what i'm saying yeah uh, getting it, onto it yeah it's yeah. just literally rejecting yeah. what's already established yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, oh this is going against our these people beliefs, yeah these like, people are not believing in god they're believing yeah. in themselves we shut this down and then let's teach yeah. the young kids yeah. that anyone associated with like is yeah. a witch is, we can't we can't mon- we can't monetize people who believe in themselves because <laughs> my kids <laughs> if it. i was like we we were doing a podcast with a witch they would probably be very scared because yeah. that's yeah, all yeah. they would know that yeah. they've only had no, See, no, and we're breaking the stigma yeah, today yeah, yeah, this is yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. so I'll yeah. show them and, like, <laughs> and then they won't be scared yeah, yeah. No, so, so what? what is your have you I'd imagine you have have you looked into the, the Salem witch trials and things like that the history I have it? so my job is um, I'm actually a heritage guide for oh, uh, Great Yarmouth mm-hmm. so we go out and we do history walks for people oh yeah. cool and my speciality is gory stories Fantastic. So I have really researched uh, the East Anglia witch trials because, mm-hmm. again, a lot of people don't know there's a huge link between Salem and Great Yarmouth. Is there actually? Okay. There is. So nice. uh, three women who were accused of witchcraft at Salem were born in Great Yarmouth. No and, way. Yeah. But for those that don't know, although I know many do, that's mine and Lozzie stomping ground. Yeah. So uh, there's a link here. That's fascinating. So, so they were born in Yarmouth, went over, and what what happened? So um, 
basically what Salem was, it wasn't because these women were practicing witches because they weren't. Um, they were of the Puritan faith. And again, you've got to look at the, the times and mm-hmm. what was going on in the world. Yeah. So if I just quickly give you a little bit of backstory with the East Anglian witch trials and Matthew Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was during the midst of the English Civil War. Right. And there was a lot of famine and hunger and infighting. And if you look at any kind of conflict, there's always going to be a group of people who are persecuted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and unfortunately, it happened to be poor women um, who are either widowed or spinsters. Um, so if we go over so, to so Salem... I, sorry to interrupt. What's the definition for a spinster? So it's an unmarried woman. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so then if we go over to Salem and you're in this puritanical faith and basically the accusations aimed at the the women and the couple of men as well who were executed at Salem, it was all to do with um, land grabbing. Right. So the two women who were, well, the three women who were accused from Great Yarmouth were Rebecca Nurse, Mary Eastie and Sarah Cloyce. And they were sisters. Uh, they were known as the town sisters. Born here, you can look them up in the parish records. Mm-hmm. Born here in Great Yarmouth, then moved over to Salem. And it was the Putnam family who accused uh, Mary Easy and Rebecca Nurse of uh, bewitching their children purely because they wanted the land Fried that Rebecca Jesus. Nurse was living on. Wow. Now, Rebecca Nurse's story is heartbreaking now she was roughly she wasn't a young lady she was 72 you know so she'd lived out her life she'd got Uh married she'd had children and she was a very very religious woman uh so to be accused of being a witch at that time Mm. was heinous and there there was uproar from the villagers you know saying how can she be a witch you know she's this you know pious woman Uh and she was actually found not guilty to begin with, but the accusers were sat in the same room and started throwing themselves on the floor and saying, oh, she's doing this to us. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so the jury had to change their mind and she Jesus. was found guilty. Um, <sighs> when was this? What was the period? Was the, it 1600? So 1692 was okay. the um, the Salem witch trials. Yeah. The East Anglian witch trials were 1645 to 1647. Oh, so wow. it's sort of the, the mid to the end of the 1600s and 17th century. It's not that long ago in the terms of like... I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That, that, like, it's that only, you can throw yourself yeah. on the floor and be like, she's doing yeah, this It's to only me. really a few generations mm. back, isn't it? It's not mm. that, it's not crazy, like it's like it? thousands of years ago. It's, yeah. It's crazy. So, and you find that um, with any kind of witch trials, if you look at um, sort of the height of them, um, and it, it's really interesting. Um, History is fascinating. Mm. I love it. Um so even, I mean, the, the witch hysteria in England didn't really start until sort of James I came to the throne uh-huh. in 1603. And he'd already started persecuting witches in Scotland. And then sort of the witch hunts kind of ramped up a little bit here in England. Yeah. Um, but again, Matthew Hopkins was, we, we go back to what we were saying about earlier with the good and bad within any religion mm-hmm. and the extremists. And Matthew Hopkins was an extreme Puritan. Yeah. You know, and the Puritan faith really didn't 
um not i wouldn't say not like women it was thought that women were more susceptible to like the work of the devil yeah so you know and that's kind of where the witch trials in east anglia came from you know and he was he was never actually officially given the title of witchfinder general he was um he took it upon himself he was self-professed witchfinder general that that was a thing witchfinder general is uh, is it punishable by death was that the So prior to James I coming to the throne, what would happen was if you were accused of witchcraft, you would go to local court. If you pleaded guilty, you were fine. You you know, you'd be fined and you'd be let off. However, if you were then brought up on the same charge and you pleaded guilty again, it was then punishable by death. You'd be hanged. You got one chance. Yeah. Yeah. And and And, is this, this could be a misconception. Um, wasn't it a fact that sometimes they'd, in order to prove that a woman was a witch, they'd, for example, tie rocks to their feet, throw them in a lake, and then if they survived, they were a witch? Like s- stupid backwards things like that. If you hung if you hung the woman and she survived, she's a witch. It was like, well, yeah, if you're wrong, ever, you, you know, <laughs> so... <laughs> is that is that true? Is there truth in that? So th- there were cases of what was known as ducking, and what they would do is they would tie a rope around the accused's waist. They would then sit them cross-legged. They would tie their uh, their bound their hands together like that. Yeah. And then what they would do is they would take the little finger and they would tie it to the opposite big toe. They would then chuck them into a body of water, and again, if they floated, they were a witch. If they sank. They were innocent and they had to be pulled out very, very quickly before they drowned. Right. Um, but there was loads of absolutely despicable methods used. I mean, when, when I do the gory stories walk, I take people through um, some of the things that would have made them be accused of being a witch. So, for instance, um, if you can't recite the Lord's Prayer word for word. Jesus. Yep. Oh, I'd be um, for sure. Saying <laughs> the alphabet backwards, which at a time where most people were illiterate, was another one. Um, if you had um, a cat or a dog <laughs> oh. or a bird that you talked to. Oh, yeah, I'd be finished I'd be screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I've always um, talked to my cats. If you had moles or skin tags... That was uh, skin tags, especially was classed as the the devil's teat because that's where the devil would free, would feed from you. Really? Um, and then one of my favourites that I do to freak people out because you know I have an upper arm display. I say if you, if you had extra digits or you had fingers missing. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you'd be accused of being a witch. Jesus. Um, but you are one. But you are always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and like I said, ducking was just one of the methods used to get um, to see if they were a witch. But in order to get like confessions out of them, you know, there'd be sleep deprivation, food deprivation. Oh, um, you'd have Matthew Hopkins actually invented a witch pricking device, which was basically a retractable knife that he pressed against the skin, the blade would retract into the handle and thus proof that a witch didn't bleed, you know, because they didn't bleed when they were pricked with this oh, knife. Just... Therefore, they were a witch. Oh, They're all God. backwards. It's a lot of manipulation. Yeah. 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 yeah a lot of... Yeah. And it, uh, was, it, was it all to do with, like, the church? 
what who was trying to yeah, they were what, what was what was yeah. they gain what was they gaining to stamp out yeah mm. what, like was yeah. it was it do you reckon it was religion it's a challenge in it it's a yeah. it's a yeah. basically it's a challenge of something new that that obviously yeah. must have been catching on otherwise why why bother doing it and it's like I've, and even like I say a lot of nursery rhymes are like about plagues and different things mm-hmm. it's all masked in it like all I'm thinking now about his stories and that and you read to your kids and even you think yeah. it's all innocent but it's it's actually just stamp out paganism, I, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being, ca- I, I imagine it was the the first uh, being cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah, you know, yeah. it's just because it's it, everything that you're saying is is similar to what happens today, but just in a different kind of yeah, yeah, in a different yeah. kind of way. It's yeah. like putting a. a uh, something on someone a label or? yeah like a, la- that's yeah. It, a label sorry yeah. yeah just putting a label on someone and it's like oh right that person's cancelled or that mm. person's a witch yeah. it's very similar uh, you know but the but the trial the thing that always gets me about these tests is like whether they're a witch or not these things like you know whether you're a practicing witch or not you're going to bleed so to yeah. say that a witch can't bleed the mm-hmm. The, you can't win that yeah, either way. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you're going to yeah. get stabbed in the hand. <laughs> you're going to drown until they pull you out because you can't float because, of, you know, whether you're a witch or not. So when, during, obviously you said with the first couple, they just wanted to take their their land. But was were there people practicing witchcraft at the time? But so obviously it's an innocent time, thing, if, but... If, if there were practicing witches, which I'm sure there were, yeah. there would have been, it would have been very covert and very yeah. underground. I mean, even sort of midwives were accused of being witches really? because of their knowledge yeah. of childbirth. Yeah. You know, um, so the local herbal women who would come up with remedies for, you know, different ailments and illnesses. Yeah. The ones who were helping. They had that, yeah. that knowledge of yeah, plant yeah. life. Yeah. They would have been accused. And it's because of, unfortunately, at that time, the pure power of, of the church. Of the church. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I mean. It all seems to be like. Always. Yeah. And it's like, even. Like when you explained, uh, you know how you practice and it changed everything around. Because again, you think witch is negative, but that's just been put put out there, yeah, by you know the yeah. media or whatever. It's still it there. Well. It's, it's still, still there. there. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, uh, but actually, like I say, practicing be. is is like you know yeah. it's positive stuff. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Manifesting yeah. and stuff. So that yeah, they're still trying to stump that out. Yeah. today really you know what i mean well it's like it's inbred from like it, i mean and I, I doubt even the teachers or the syllabus or anything knows this but like like all your all your books yeah. like all your tv pro all the all the disney programs you grow up watching all the, yeah. the scary witch and yeah. that and it, yeah. if you if you trace it back for history it's just like yeah. oh yeah that's like yeah, it's so interesting yeah. don't it think really positive is. otherwise people might think you're a witch yeah so there's, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you saying about how, you know, you've really got this negative undertone that, I mean, it was still illegal in this country to be, to class yourself as a witch right up until 1953. Really? Wow. Yeah. Literally not long ago. And that's illegal. Yeah. I mean, illegal. Illegal. Yeah. That's that's crazy, isn't it? You could still be imprisoned for practicing witchcraft right up until 1953 but even the word that's witchcraft saying like as I, and I, i'm naive to it as well even before coming on this this podcast speaking yeah, to you like so. when I, if anyone said to me oh 
as Jordan said, we, we, you know, we've got this lady, she's a witch and she does witchcraft. In my head, and again, it's because of, uh, I don't know any different, um, I, I see it as like, yeah, as a, a negative. Witchcraft yeah. to me seems bad, but actually yeah. it's, it's not. So are we, are we going to have a have a little curse put on us? So that's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I genuinely thought, yeah. I was like, oh my God, like imagine if, uh, you know, you say the yeah. wrong thing or whatever. Yeah, if like, this doesn't yeah. go well, yeah. Then yeah. you're like, right, like, that's it. This yeah. is the curse. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, com- oh, it's completely... Yeah. Yeah, like that's what we're in it. Question you're everything. You're going in the back exactly. of the freezer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I like the, the freezer things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah, 100% yeah, I'm going to jot some names down and throw in the freezer. A, yeah. You know, like that, that there's a thing, and they say, like, you know, if someone's, something's annoying you, you yeah. can mentally, like, put it into a box and yeah. put it out. Yeah. You know, I suppose it's just like a physical way doing of, the, doing of, the same of thing. doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, like I say, once you've done that, if that person's annoying you or whatever, you've always got, <laughs> you're in the back of the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He's yeah. the toilet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. I do have a question uh, because you said that you do tarot card readings. Is it possible to do a tarot card reading over a Zoom call or is that something you have to be in the room for? No, I could do that for you. How long will that take? Because we might need to just go to a break and then switch I the can, cameras. I mean, I've just got to grab my cards. They're literally... Okay, I'll tell you, if you grab your cards, I'll take it to a break. We'll come back and we'll finish yes. this podcast with a tarot card <laughs> reading. Brilliant. Epic. Right, we'll see you after this break, guys. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. We're back for the final part of this amazing podcast with Becky. She's going to do a tarot card reading. Could you, before we begin, could you just explain what it is for the audience at home and then we'll we'll jump into it? So basically what tarot is, it's a deck of cards that's used for divination. And um, it's, it depends on where you read it. I mean, it dates all the way back to the Egyptian times. They were using divination tools then but the tarot deck that we know now comes from like the 14th century in italy wow um so there's 78 cards in total so you've got the minor arcana which is very similar to a deck of playing cards where you have four suits so in a deck of playing cards you'd have hearts clubs diamonds and spades Mm -hmm. whereas in tarot it's wands uh cups pentacles and swords right and then you have something called the major arcana which kind of tell a story so you've got things like the full um strength the lovers judgment and they kind of give you a better picture of what's going on and each card has a different meaning right um depending on what question you want to know and stuff like that Okay. okay cool so we have to ask a question and then it's answered through the cards yeah Oh wow! So hey. who's oh. going to be oh. the um, the lucky recipient? <laughs> I think I think Jordan. It's got to be Jordan. Oh, great. Yeah, he's got he's got the t-shirt. <laughs> on got as well the t-shirt. Oh man! 
<laughs> what sort of question? What are the, what are the common questions that you get asked? So I can do um, like you know just like generally readings like what's going to come up in my life um the most common ones are yeah. love life um career stuff like career that could be, career yeah. career, career tied, and podcast would be tied good. into the podcast yeah, yeah. yeah can we tie it into the podcast like yeah so obviously yeah. the career the, how the podcast is going to go things like that okay does it need to be a straight question or is this going to be our last podcast <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, you, it doesn't have to be a straight question. I mean, sometimes yes or no um, is kind of good, but just sort of, so for instance, can you see, you know, getting more subscribers? Is our podcast going to become more successful? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'll yeah, go yeah. for that one. Yeah, we'll, yeah, where we'll, it's going. Yeah, kind of will this yeah. podcast become more successful? Okay. So I've got my deck here. So if I just i show you so that's yeah. the back of the deck okay. uh -huh. um, so what I'm going to do is and I'll do that off so I'm just going to cut the deck and then I've already shuffled and then I will pull three cards okay nice. rule of three. Oh god also just out of interest the death card doesn't mean death by the way <laughs> okay. right because that's what I was because that's the one she just pulled yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you this yeah. that awesome was to look back at yeah absolutely I was worried when, when we, on, we went on a little break just before this and I was like oh man what if she tells me when I'm going to die or something <laughs> like that like, okay. does the tarot have the power to do that um, predict no it's, not... so it's basically just used for guidance it right. doesn't because you're you're in charge of your own free will Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's basically just guidance. Okay. Really. Um, cool. But also, if anything did like that come up, we're not allowed to actually say anything. Really. <laughs> so if you go silent, I'll be worried. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so what was the question? How successful? Will the, will, will the podcast become yeah. more successful? Okay. God, I'm so nervous. So we've got the Nine of Wands. Judgment. <laughs> I'll show you the depictions on these. This is yeah. quite a cool deck. It's a vampire deck. Oh, nice. And I nice. love it. So, awesome. And you've got the King of Cups. Okay. So that's got to be good, right? We've got the King of something. We've got King of so Cups. So that's your nine of, um, your nine of Wands there. Okay. And wow. basically what that means, so your three cards, so it's your past, your present, your future. Okay? Yeah. So in your past, it's the Nine of Wands. And it means you've, you've come up against quite a lot of... Um, barriers uh -huh. and walls in order to progress forward okay. there's been yeah. quite a lot of um sort of harsh battles to get over uh -huh. and stuff um and you've you've kind of got to the point where you wanted to give up you're thinking is it really worth me pursuing this <laughs> yes um, i have <laughs> yeah 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 that's so um, interesting you know, and it's like, can I really be bothered with this anymore? I'm really losing faith and getting all disheartened by it and everything. But then if you come into the present, uh -huh. um, you've actually really overcome that and you've got um, judgment. Now, anybody would think with judgment, I was like, oh, dear, it's going to be really, really bad and stuff like that. But judgment in the tarot is actually a really, really lovely card to get because it's like a card of celebration on uh -huh. a traditional deck. It's the messenger angel coming down with the big trumpets. Right. So whereas on mine, he looks a bit like a fool. So if you look <laughs> at that one. Nice. Oh, yeah. Cool card. I love so the artwork. Cool that card. says to me, all your hard work has really paid off and it's coming into fruition. Oh, okay. You know, oh, it's, just keep on battling forward because you know you've got that inner strength to do that. 
because you've already overcome so many different hurdles and everything. Uh-huh. And then to end, you've got the King of Cups. So quite, I mean, mine's quite grisly because, uh-huh. um, you know, I like uh, the, the, the artwork is fantastic. Cool card. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas in, in a traditional deck, it would be a, a man sat in a throne holding a cup, basically. Ooh, and that is the, um, so in your future, basically, this podcast is going to take off. Let's go. Finger cup. The stuff that you guys are doing, people are going to love because the cups represent um, emotions and you're emotionally invested in this. You haven't just put um, hard work and time and effort. You've put a lot of your emotional self into this <laughs> as well. And you're going to be reaping the rewards from it, basically. That's amazing. Uh, that, that, that's, that's that. That was that's, that's yeah. spot on throughout yeah. the whole. Like, that's so strange. Yeah, yeah. And do you know? I tell you what else is quite strange. Mm. With that final card, Ben, can you just pass me uh, the? We have this here. Yeah, King of Cups. King. We have yeah. this cup oh. that we we do challenges between each other to become the King of Atma, which is a cup which has King written on it yeah oh wow how that, bizarre yeah, is, that is that yeah, yeah that is mental I, oh, that that was fantastic yeah. that was that was amazing that's, Thank quite, you, ben. that's quite emotional yeah 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 it was that it was that it's spot bang. on yeah it was that it spot on. on as well and like as well obviously from the outside the podcast always you know you see our episodes and we're always laughing and it always seems easy going yeah and, uh, but yeah. we have had our struggles you yeah, know we've had, you do invest had corona emotionally yeah we, we've had a yeah. war <laughs> yeah. um yeah. you know yeah. we all come from different areas like yeah. there's 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 five lads together yeah um, every week like filming and uh it's not always like you know it's not always great for, for it's, it's a mission isn't yeah, it you it's know. a mission like yeah. you know it's um like anything like, but, but like we love it and enjoy yeah. it and uh yeah that's so good that's amazing yeah yeah Emotion, emotionally invested as well hundred like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah pretty yeah we're purely massively emotionally yeah. absolutely absolutely wow Oh. That's epic. Yeah, it's beautiful. Are you going to get booked up now? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> You're throwing me off brilliant. the hook. Like, this is brilliant. It's been absolutely amazing. And, uh, Thank t- you. I've always been sceptical of tarot cards. So I really have, but um, that, was, that was spot on. That's really spooky was. spot on. That was spooky spot on. Spooky spot on. And, and for anyone who's watched us in the past, then, like, yeah. they can like verify. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. Wow. That's incredible. No, that is incredible. Thank you so much uh, for your time, Becky. We really do appreciate it. And, and your your stories and uh, is there anything that you would like to shout out um anything that you would like to take this opportunity to so if anybody is kind of interested in paganism Mm -hmm. look in your local area because there's um different things there's different communities called moots that's m-o-o-t-s um and you can find out about your local moo and they do um talks on different subjects within paganism and stuff so keep an eye out on that um if you are interested in pursuing it always do your research like i said just because you find one path isn't working for you there would be another path that works mm-hmm. um so really look that up um i do want to shout out like i said i am on the heritage guide uh-huh. if you're coming on holiday to sunny great yarmouth yeah look us up brilliant. um great yarmouth heritage walks we've got a brilliant program this year um and i'd be delighted to see you all on my gory stories where yeah. i talk about murder i talk about punishment 
Um, I talk about the witch trials. Yeah. And it would be really great. But um, thanks ever so much, guys, for having me on. It's been absolutely amazing talking to all four of you. And I'm so glad that I've managed to change your perception on witchcraft. Oh, massively. Yeah, so massively. Yeah, definitely. No, thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Um, we should get down to Yarmouth as a special. I was then yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was then thinking that. Yeah, we should special. we should 100%. come along to one of your walks. And it, would, would, would you be happy for us to, to say film film that and things like that? Do you know what, guys? I would love that. Please yeah. do awesome. come along. Um, yeah. And like I said, you'll learn all sorts of uh, gruesome stuff, really. Yeah, that's epic. Fantastic. Well, we will we will wrap it up there. Thank you again for your time. I really do appreciate it. Uh, guys at home, let us know down below. Uh, are you going to take up paganism? Or do you think, are you going to check out the Heritage Walks? Thank you so much. We will see you very soon. Up the Atma. Up the Atma. Up the Atma.